check. One, two. One, two. Check, check. One, two. Thank you. Check one, two. Check, check. Check, check. Check one, two. Y'all can keep fellowshipping. Keep fellowshipping. Keep going now. Keep going. Check, check. One, two. Yeah, I got it. I got it a little bit more on this mic right here. Check, check. Check. Okay. Check, check, check. One, two. Praise the Lord. Hey. Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Yeah. Who would have thought? 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, it is the day that the Lord has made. He has richly blessed us. I'm reminded of a popular song where a man praised God so much. They put him out of church. They say he even spoke in an unknown tongue. I don't have the gift of speaking in unknown tongues. But Pastor Buckley, knowing that you're an English major, I don't do too bad though in English. And in English, in English, I'm going to say, praise the Lord. In English, I'm going to say hallelujah. In English, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Let us pray. Our Father, which I never, we come to you on this day, thanking you for this day, but not just this day, but for all the days that you provided for us. This is a time that we set aside to praise your darling son, Jesus Christ, coming in the flesh, sent by you. That is in December. But Lord, we thank you because you bless us in January as well. You bless us in February. You bless us in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November. So Lord, we give you the praise. And then dear Lord, when you, we hear your words being preached, we pray that they do not fall upon deaf ears. We pray, Lord, that we will receive the word, and then, Lord, that we may be better citizens here on earth. Not only that, but, Lord, that we may spread your gospel everywhere that we go, that we will let our little light shine, that all mankind may see your good works through us. These now, the precious prayers that we pray, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and that is in the name of the Holy Ghost. Let us all now say amen one time for the Father. Amen one time for the Son. And amen one time for that of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Good morning, K. Chapel. Right, let's give him glory this
Father God, we thank you for waking us this morning, O Heavenly Father. Father God, we just pray, O Heavenly Father, that you would just stop by this morning, O Heavenly Father, and bless this service, O Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Father God, I pray, O Heavenly Father, that you would bless those that have desired to be with us Praise this morning, you. Father God, for some reason they weren't able to make it. O Heavenly Father, we pray this morning, O Heavenly Father, that you just bless our pastor, O Heavenly Father. Bless the word that he's going to bring today, O Heavenly Father, that it may break yokes, O Heavenly Father. O gracious Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us, O Heavenly Father, to be obedient to your word, O Heavenly Father. Father God, this morning, Father God, I pray that you bless the sick, Father God. Father God, bless the bereaved, O Heavenly Father. Lift them up, O Heavenly Father. O Heavenly Father, I pray, Father God, that you just strengthen us, O Heavenly Father, in your word, O Heavenly Father. Yes, and Father God, as we come, Father God, to the near, Father God, of season that we set aside for, we call Christmas, O Heavenly Father. Let us not forget the real meaning, O Heavenly Father, that you gave your darling son, O Heavenly Father. He came down, O Heavenly Father, on earth, O Heavenly Father. Father God, these are the blessings of your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, let us
the Lord. Come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Nobody else deserves this worship. Nobody else deserves this praise. Nobody else deserves this glory. Christ the Lord. Oh, I know some of us said, I believe for the last few years, but listen, let's be clear. It's Christ, hallelujah, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. He is Christ the Lord, and we've come to worship him. We've come to glorify him. We've come to magnify him and give him the honor that is due his name. Anybody know the Lord is good this morning? God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children, in this house on this morning. And good to have each of you worshiping with us who are watching online and worshiping with us online. We thank God for our in-person presence and for our online persons. Do me a favor, if you're online, go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're worshiping and watching KCHAP Alive and you want and invite others to worship with you on this morning. Just a few announcements, we wanna let you know. Our young people are getting ready for the Christmas edition of The Hangout, which is to take place on Saturday, December 17th from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. in the Family Life Gymnasium for our young people ages 13 through 17. Parents, if you have young people ages 13 through 17, please go to the K-Chapel website and get them registered for the Christmas hangout. They're going to have some great fun in the gym. I believe this is the one where they do the, is this the, the sleepover? Is this the sleepover? No? No, that's not the sleepover. Okay. It's something else. It's going to be fun. Okay, it's going to be fun. All right. Ages 13 through 17, we want you to register. Get your uh, young people registered for the youth hangout this uh, September. I'm, I'm sorry, December 17th. December 17th. Saturday, December 17th. Listen, also want to remind you that this Christmas, this Christmas is on the fourth Sunday. And we're going to have Christmas virtually. We won't have in-person service. We'll have virtual Christmas. We want you to worship with us at home. Amen. And we want our, listen, somebody said, why are we doing this? Because we can. That, that, that's really the short answer of it all, because we can. There's a different way to do this now. And we have different tools. We have lots of technology that we can use. And you, we want you to be with your family. We want to be with our family. I want our musicians and all of our staff who come here on, on Sunday mornings. Listen, you come to worship. They come to worship, but they also come to work. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. I'm going to say it again. They come to worship. All the staff that comes here on Sunday morning to make this happen, they come to worship, but they also come to work. Amen. And so we're going to let them be with their families. Amen. On Christmas morning as well. Amen. 
Amen. And so worship with us by way of, of virtually online at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. is going to be a wonderful service uh, of worship. And then we will allow uh, all of us to celebrate with our families on together, uh, together with our families. Amen. Uh, the offices will be closed. Church offices will be closed beginning December 22nd, December 22nd through January 3rd. Uh, if you have emergencies or things that you need, by all means, uh, you'll contact our business manager. Um, uh, there, there will be someone checking, uh, checking uh, uh, messages, uh, but the uh, uh, office will be closed beginning December 22nd through January 3rd. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, there are, there are a whole lot of people who are going to be blessed during this Christmas season, and the reason they're going to be blessed it's because we believe we've been blessed in order to be a blessing. Amen? We've been blessed in order to be a blessing. Is there anybody in here who can testify that they are blessed? Anybody? Okay. Yeah, yeah. God's been good to you. Amen. And since God has been good to us, we believe it our, our, our responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ to share the love, share the joy with others. And there's so many opportunities and ways that you can do this during this Christmas season. One of them, uh, we're collecting blankets for the Billy Broomfield. The Sunday school is collecting blankets for the Billy Broomfield uh, shelter. I believe the goal is for 40, 50 blankets or so. And so uh, on next Sunday, uh, if you want to bring a blanket, no throws. We want blankets, new blankets. Amen. Don't go in your pantry. Don't go in your, in your closet and get one that you, amen. Amen, because it probably got this mothball smell to it. We don't want that one. Amen. Don't give us that one. Amen. Go get us a new blanket. Amen. Go get a new blanket. Bring it with you on next Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll be collecting those blankets in the Old Fellowship Hall. Also, I believe it's a circle of charity who's going to be collecting socks. Uh, socks for some of our shelter, local shelters as well. So you can bring either blankets or socks or both. Amen, to be a blessing to someone. A pair of socks and a blanket uh, makes for a, a good gift for someone who's in need during this Christmas season. Now, I know somebody's saying, Reverend, it ain't even cold outside. You don't live outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in the comfort of your home. Around 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, you, it might get a little chilly. Amen, then, then our comfort. So bring that blanket, bring those socks and let's be a blessing to someone during this Christmas season. Also, our missions, uh, Missionary Society, I believe Sister Francis, where's Sister Francis? Was she supposed to? Okay, come on, Sister Francis, if you'll come now. Uh, they're, they're collecting, we're going to be giving away 100 boxes, 100 uh, boxes of food uh, to people in our community, and you can also help in that effort as well. Amen, Sister Francis, why don't you give us some information on that? Thank you, Reverend Buckley. Good morning, everyone. So in keeping with what Reverend Buckley was just speaking of, of being a blessing to others, um, during this Christmas season, the Cane Chapel Mission, Mission, Missionary Ministry has decided to focus on going outside of the walls of Cane Chapel and focus on our community, and to be more specific, the Verdant Addition community. We will provide, or our goal is to provide 100 food boxes here in this community. These food boxes will contain or include uh, ingredients to provide a holiday meal. Um, of the 100 boxes, 75 will actually be delivered to homes here in the community, and 25 will be 
provided for 25 students who live in Burden Edition who also attend Walton Elementary. So our ask of you as our Kane Chapel family is to assist us in this endeavor by helping us to complete these boxes. What we're asking of you is to donate hams and turkeys to help us complete this bo these 100 boxes. Um, these boxes can be brought to the church and donated on this Friday, December 16th, in the Old Fellowship Hall from 3 to 8 p.m. And they will actually be delivered on Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. We are also asking or requesting any men within our church family who will be available on Saturday to help with the delivering of these boxes. If you will please give me a call, Francis Moody at 601-862-5015 or our mission president, Sister Terry Gray at 601-750-8658. Again, we are thanking you in advance and we know you're going to come through for us. Thank you. Amen. 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 Sister Moody, hold on one minute. Stay right there. Stay right there. So the request is for us to bring turkeys or ham. Is that right? Turkeys and turkeys or ham. Turkeys and or ham. Amen. Uh, three to eight on Friday. Um, donate them. Bring them to the Old Fellowship Hall. Someone will be there to get those for you. Amen. And give us those phone numbers one more time. My number is 601-862-5015. Or 601, this is Sister Terry Gray, our mission president, 601-750-8658. And please call if you have any questions or any men in the congregation who will be willing to help us with those boxes and escort us because we do know the times we're living in. Amen. So if you know of someone Amen. who may have a little extra too, we could use that <laughs> as well. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Y'all heard the request, right? Amen. We know we, we're going to love our community, but we know our community. Don't y'all look at me like that. We're going to love our community, but we know our community. So we need some men, some brothers to help escort our, our missionaries and make sure that everyone is safe in the process. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Good morning, K. Chapel. And keeping it in line with the cheerful spirit we have thus far for holidays, it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we, we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that here at Cade Chapel that to fully worship and include God's giving, his, let me, let me get it together here now. We understand that to fully worship God includes our offering. When we are primarily given for three reasons here at K Chapel. First, to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. Second, as a sign of thankfulness for God providing all our needs. And third reason why we give, because we simply want to see the kingdom of God grow through the mission and ministries that occur here at K Chapel and around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by use of the traditional envelope system, you can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office, or you can use the K Chapel app. For those of us about you are live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your screen. So how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful 
God bless you. I need y'all to give my soloist a hand. Check, check, check. y'all give him a hand it's all about Jesus gifts that were raised, O oh, Heavenly Father. We pray that it be used to uplift your kingdom. Father God, bless those that gave, O oh, Heavenly Father, and bless those that had desires to give, but we'll name it at this time. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Great morning, family. I'll be reading the uh, meaning of baptism. I'll be starting off at Matthews chapter 28. 
verses 18 through 20. And I'm also going to go right into Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 11. And it reads as follows. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go you, therefore, and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teach them to observe all things whatsoever I had commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, was baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that life as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. No, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto, unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, rucking you, also yourself, should be dead indeed in sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and inspired word. Come on, church. Take me to the one. Come on, take me to one.
someone dropped a key on the parking lot. It says Ford XLT. If this is your key, I'll have it. Amen. The Bible commands us to pray for one another. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Do this that you may be healed. The prayers of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Praying for others is not only a blessing for us to do, but it's also a vital part of living a true Christian life. We're commanded to carry one another's burdens for one way that we can do this is by praying for one another. For praying for others, it will strengthen our relationship with our God. Let us continue to pray for our bereaved families. Keep the Roberts and Magruder families in your prayers. And we were informed that on yesterday, Brother Arthur Lee Britton passed away. So we ask that you will pray for the Britton family and the arrangements will be shared when they will be made available to us. In the hospital or nursing home, on Friday, Sister Polly Johnson Williamson had surgery. Brother Charles Hodge, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, and Brother Benny Larry. Recovering at home, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Elverse Alexander, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Shirley Swims, and Brother Sammy Henderson. Also asking for the prayers of the church is Brother Al Buchanan, Levincy Clark, and Brother R.T. Cage. We remind you, always pray when you can, visit where you can, and every day of your life, just be thankful to the Lord that you can. Praise the Lord, I have another special guest. So come on, give her a Cade Chapel welcome, Miss Shavana Frank. Father, Prince of Peace, but we know him as a way maker. We know him to be a way maker. How many of you have had him be a way maker in your life? He has made ways out of no ways, open doors that no man can shut. Hallelujah. We give you glory this morning. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. 
Glory, hallelujah, we give you praise, God. Yes, Lord. In the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, your God, that's who you are. Oh, way come on and sing that with us this morning. Worship the Lord.
to you this morning. That's who you are, God. You are a way maker. You are a promise keeper. You are a mind regulator. You are a heart fixer. That's who you are, God. We bless you. We honor you. We give your name all the glory. Hallelujah. There is none like you, God. seated in the presence of the Lord, Emmanuel, God is 
with us. God is with us. The miracle of Christmas really is one thing and one thing only. And that is this, that God came to earth in human form and in human flesh. That's the miracle of Christmas. Now, I love the heralding angels singing joyous choruses. I, I love the joyful excitement of the shepherds. I, I love the shining star that guided the wise men to the Christ child. I, I love all of that about the Christmas story itself. But the one miracle... that is at the core of Christmas is the incarnate Christ. It is this miracle. God with us that should excite the hearts of believers to experience and express joy, peace, love, and hope during this season for Emmanuel has come. God with us. You shouldn't make light of that. In fact, I need you to think about that for just a moment. God with us. It's a rather striking proposition, really, that the great God of the universe the God of all creation decided that he no longer wanted to just be over us but be with us. God with us. He no longer wanted to just watch us but walk with us. God with us did not simply want to be above us, but he desires now to be among us, God with us. John's gospel puts it in these terms. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Think about that for a moment. From the beginning of time, Jesus, the son of God, was with God and was God. And this eternal, omnipotent, omnipresent, infinitely holy son of God took on a human nature and lived among humanity as one who was both God and man at the same time. In one person, fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah that Emmanuel would come and thereby God would be with us, with us where we are, with us how 
we are with us when we are not at our best. He is with us. With us when we're feeling lonely. With us when nobody else is. With us when we're down. With us when we are distressed. God with us through our dis disappointments. With us in our pain. With us when our hearts are hurting. When our spirits are crushed. God is with us. The miracle of Christmas. That God says I'm not content being above my people. I want to be among my people. Among them that I might feel what they feel and suffer how they suffer and laugh how they laugh and cry how they cry and see what they see from the perspective of humanity. Emmanuel, God, with us. God unites himself with us unites himself to us and as a popular campaign says today that you may have seen on some commercials or some billboards he gets us he gets us for those who feel the pain of poverty he gets us for Jesus too has nowhere to lay his head God gets us do you endure the griefs of bereavement so then did Jesus for Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus he gets us have you been slandered for righteousness sake and it has yet vexed your spirit God gets us for he says reproach has broken my heart he gets us have you been betrayed by a friend he gets us for his familiar friend sells him out for the price of a common slave. Jesus gets us. Have you been tossed on life's stormy sea? So too have the billowing winds and boisterous waves crashed against his boat. There is no situation you can find yourself in that is so dark or so deep or so apparently untraveled that you cannot find the footsteps of Christ. He's been where you are he's been where you're going and if you stoop down and look low enough you'll see his footsteps there he gets us God with us now while this incarnation is indeed a miracle I'm not going to hold you long but let me offer you this morning two warnings and one promise two warnings and one promise warning number one the fact of God's presence does not completely eliminate the feeling of his absence let that sink in for a minute this is a warning the fact of God's presence does not completely eliminate the feeling of God's absence. God is with us, yes, but if you live long enough, there will be some moments 
perhaps even some seasons where you look and wonder where has God gone? wish I had some believers in here who were walking through life with me here that there will be some moments there will be some experiences there will be some seasons where you feel like you're going it all alone you live long enough there will be some experiences that feel like they are sucking the very life out of you you wonder where God was when that happened. You wonder what God was doing when that was going on in your life. You wonder why that situation didn't claim God's attention the way it claimed everybody else's. Where are you, God? Yes, God is with you, but it does not eliminate the feeling that sometimes you may feel like he's not. Perhaps Jesus best illustrates this dichotomy between the fact of God's presence and the feeling of God's absence when he cries on Calvary's cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What happened? Stay with me for a second. Think about that. Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate, cries out to the Father who is God himself saying, why have you me forsaken myself. It's as if a part of him has forsaken him. Part of who he is has turned its back on himself. And he's there to face the agony of this cross all alone. My God, my God. What had to be happening for the Son of God to feel the excruciating separation of himself from himself and ultimately feel like a part of him had left him. Part of who he was was no longer there, abandoned, forsaken, left along there, hanging on a cross, fulfilling what he believed to be the Father's will, but feeling like he's having to do it alone. After doing everything together, Jesus had been with the Father from the beginning, remember? From the beginning, Jesus was there. They, they had all been involved together in the making of humanity. For the Godhead says in Genesis, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. Jesus was there with the Father in the beginning and in this mysterious moment of deified distancing. The Father from the Son. There is this fact that even though God is with me and in me and of me, it feels like he ain't here. You ever been there? You know God is real, but you... You know you his child, but... You know he's your father, but... Job felt like that. He said, Lord, if I could find you, if I knew where you were, I had some arguments in my mouth that I would present to you. Where are you, God? Simple reality is that God's presence does not 
make mean that you don't sometimes feel like he's absent. But don't let a momentary feeling cancel the eternal fact that God is with us. Don't let a momentary feeling cancel the eternal fact that God is with you, Emmanuel. The devil wants to convince you otherwise, but Emmanuel, God is with you. The enemy wants you to assume that because the situation didn't change, that that means God was absent, but no, the devil is a lie. Emmanuel, God is with you. Dark nights will come. Deep valleys are a part of life. But in every dark night and through every deep valley, in every situation, in every circumstance that you might face, the fact is God is with you. Hear me and hear me well, college student. You're not on that campus by yourself. God is with you. Hear me well, traveling business person. You're not on that plane by yourself. God is with you. You're not going into that interview by yourself. God is with you. You're not going into that important meeting by yourself. God is with you. You're not going in that operating room by yourself. God is with you. You're not going in that courtroom by yourself. God is with you. You're not going to face that ordeal alone. God is with you. You're not going through that divorce by yourself. God is with you. You're not facing this first Christmas without your loved one by yourself. God is with you. You're not going through any part of your life alone. God is with you despite how it feels. The fact is the eternal God is with you. Emmanuel. Warning number two. Warning number two. The fact of God's presence does not prevent the frustrations that come with life itself just trying to give you some warnings the fact of God's presence does not prevent the frustrations that come with life itself perhaps this is best illustrated by a man by the name of Gideon in the book of Judges Gideon was out one day Brother Thornton threshing wheat in the wine press that's a whole sermon by itself but in the process of threshing the wheat an angel comes to him and says, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Without so much as taking a deep breath or pause, Gideon responds by saying, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? See, if, if the Lord is with us the way the way you just came and interrupted my, my threshing of wheat to give me a word, if it is as you say it is, why is all this happening? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us of saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. In essence, what Gideon is doing is challenging this declaration of the angel that God is present with the evidence of problems. The suggestion being that God cannot be present and trouble be here too. 
God can't be present and hardships be here too. God can't be present and struggles right here too. God can't be present and the mistreatment of his people happen right here in front of him. Where is God? Gideon says, because the two cannot coexist. But listen, the fact is, God's presence does not prevent the frustrations that come with life itself. Jesus said it like this in this world. You will have tribulation. No need of you sitting there crying in this world. You will have tribulations. No need of you pouting with your lips stuck out in this world. You will have tribulation. You full of faith, you're going to have tribulations. You full of love, you're going to have tribulations. You full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have tribulations. Ain't none of that going to keep frustration and tribulation from coming your way. It's a part of life. It's a part of life. You gonna get sick. It's a part of life. You gonna have to go to the graveyard. It's a part of life. You're going to go through some seasons of transition that you did not plan for. It's a part of life. Frustrating situations, frustrating moments, and frustrating people are all parts of life. And God's presence does not eliminate the frustrations but it will help neutralize them. You missed your shout. God's presence does not eliminate life's frustrations, but it will help to neutralize them. Let, let me say it another way. God's presence does not eliminate the problem, but because he's with you, you can handle them better when they come. Wish I had a witness in here. Some of y'all can witness right now that as bad as things were, if the Lord had not been there. As bad as things get, if the Lord had not been there. As messed up as that situation was, if the Lord had not been by your side. Wish I had a witness in this house. It did not take away the problem, but it sure helped me deal with it better. It sure kept me in my right mind. It sure kept me from committing something I didn't want to do. Wish I had a witness in this house. With as tough and as difficult and as deep and as dangerous as things became, if it had not been for God who kept you and covered you and held you and protected you and Gideon, I'm about to close now, but Gideon wanted God's presence to overshadow life's vicissitudes. But it's his presence that allows you to stand through them. 
His presence lets you walk through fire and not get burned. His presence lets you wade through waters and not get drowned. His, his presence lets you deal with mean folk and not act mean by yourself. His presence lets you deal with your enemy and, and not become a snake in the process. His presence. God's, God's eternal presence does not eliminate the momentary feeling of his absence. That's warning number one. Warning number two, God's presence does not prevent the frustrations that come with life itself. Those are two warnings, but I got one promise. Here it is. I'm done. Here it is. Here's the promise. That God is with us and in us. That's it. God is with us and in us. See, see, most of us celebrate the fact that God came on Christmas morning in the form of human flesh and tabernacled and dwelt with us. And in this way, we celebrate that we have in our Savior one who understands us because he walks with us and alongside of us as our friend. But God, God with us also means that God comes to live inside of us. I need to prove it to you. Okay, here it is. I'm going to put some Bible to it. You remember on the night before Jesus was crucified, the night when Jesus was betrayed, he makes a promise to his disciples. John chapter 14, verse 16, he says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall send you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Somebody say, with you. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be God is with us, but he's also, oh, shucks. He's also in us. He says, I, I'm not only going to make sure that I come and dwell with you, but I'm going to tabernacle, set up my home, my residence in you. Jesus prays the Holy Spirit, the comforter, takes up residence in us so that God is not just among us, but that God is in us. That's one reason you need to be careful with how you treat folk. Because God, I don't mean to do this, is in us. You need to think about how you view people. Because God is in us. I do believe that the world would be a better place if we recognize that God is not only with us but God he is 
is in us. Do I have a witness here? I believe the world would be a better place if we recognize that we all have the fingerprint of God on our lives. But not only do we have God's fingerprint, but some of us have God's footprint. Good God Almighty, and by having his footprint means he's not only walking with us, oh Lord, but he's walking in us, in the Lord. Is there anybody in here who's glad this morning that you got a God who's walking with you, but you also got a God who's living in you? Because God is living in me, I don't say things that I would say in the Lord. Because God is walking in me, I don't do the things that I would do. Because the Lord is living in me, I don't think the things that I would think. Because the Lord is living in me, is there anybody here? that can testify today. The old folk used to say the things I used to do. Good God Almighty, I don't do no more. Now if that's not your testimony, you just keep on living and let the Lord live in you. Just keep on growing and let the Lord grow in you. And after a while, you'll see your life get better. You'll see your witness get brighter. You'll see your life get bigger because the God that's in you will grow up inside of you and there won't be any more room that's left for you. Y'all missed it. The God that's in you will grow up inside of you and spill outside of you because there's no more room left for you but it's all left for God. Say yes. Say yes. I promise you I didn't mean to go this far. Had a quiet ending. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Listen, God is with us and God is in us. Here's what that means. Here's what that means for us as believers that we have to start looking, watch this, past the skin and the sin. Wait, wait, wait. See, because I know somebody saying, wait, wait a minute. I can't look past your sin. No, no, no. First of all, that ain't your job. But when I look at the God in you. The God that's in you. The God that's in you. It keeps
keeps me from becoming so judgmental. When I see the God in you, I can see the love that's there, even though it may have had a hard time coming out. Even though it may have been expressed in a, a different kind of way. If I see the God in you, I can't hate you. If I see the God in you, I can't not forgive. If I see the God in you, I've got to love you. Because there's no way I can love the Father and hate my brother. No way. God doesn't allow it. No way I can love the Father and walk out of here and not speak to my sister. No way. No way. You can't get to the Father walking around your brothers and your sisters. How can a man say he loved God? I've got to see the God in you. That's your Christmas challenge. That's your Christmas challenge. Here it is. Because some of you decided you weren't going to let somebody come to your house. And they your family. Ain't no need of you looking at how pretty these poinsettias is. And you ain't dealing with the hate and the anger in your heart. You got to deal with it. You hollering jingle bells and you got hate ringing in your heart and house. See the God in folk. Watch this, even when they fail. Because we all get it wrong sometimes.
Emmanuel and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile. Son of God appears. Rejoice, Zion, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to Thank you. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you for his darling son to come and die in my stead. And then thank you for sending a man to preach your holy and inspired word. Thank you, Reverend Buckley. The word has been preached. It has been taught. Songs have been sang, prayers have been made. Now there's a petition. The doors are open. They're open. Some of you may want to come by letter, others by Christian experience. Some may come as a candidate for baptism. Some of you feel as though that it's my time now. I've heard the word. Now I want to live the word. Come now while the blood is still running in your vein. Somebody said yesterday maybe I'll go to church on tomorrow. But for them tomorrow never made it. Don't let it be too late. And for those of you that are worshiping with us at home, there's a number on your screen that you can call someone will answer and talk with you and lead you where you need to go to be in fellowship here with us or with Christ. Somewhere, if not here, somewhere. The message has been preached. And maybe there's someone that say, I'm already in church, but I need your prayers. If you need prayer, there are some ministers here. We're glad they go in with you in a private room, a private setting, with the door cracked open and have prayer with you. Or you may want to come and stand in somebody else's stead. Saying that somebody, friend of mine, couldn't make it. But they're having so much trouble. I'll stand in for them. But whatever you do, pray one for the other one. Lift one another up. Would you like to come? 
and stand in for someone else? Pray with us as we pray for you. Pray that God will continue to lead us and guide us down the pathway of righteousness. It is for his name's sake. Let us stand. This week and every week, every day, as we pray for ourselves and our family members, don't forget to pray for others. People all over the world, we're all made in the image of God. Pastor touched on that. And we all have some godly in us. So let us pray one for the other one. Now, to who's able to keep you and present you faultless before the Father and before the Son. God, keep us, keep you, keep us, walk with us, talk with us, lead us and guide us down the pathway of righteousness it is for your name's sake, Lord, that we ask that you do these things. Now let us go, but before we leave, let us all say amen together. Amen.